The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Today is September 19th, 2021, and here are the topics that we will discuss this morning right here on the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. We have a rigged election. As Donald Trump plans a return to the peak state for a rally next week and continues to air his baseless election grievances. I want The Trump investigation is ongoing. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis quietly plowing ahead in her investigation into Trump's efforts to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. And people like Nicki Minaj, I have to say this. You have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers. Okay, I have 2 million followers. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from, oh my God, as a fan, as a hip-hop fan, as somebody who is your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that, sister. Oh my God. The Biden administration um, has announced that it will allow families separated by Donald Trump to reunite here in the United States and possibly stay in the United States, which is great. But don't let that fool you into thinking that Biden has actually been great on issues like deportation, because the fact of the matter is he's been deporting hundreds of Haitians uh, back to their country, knowing full well that there is unrest there, that uh, there are unsafe conditions for these people, and these are asylum seekers. Well, tonight the president and the Pentagon are defending the nation's top military officer after bombshell revelations that he reached out to China, fearing a war in the final days of the Trump administration. Online radio at its best. Dear Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I praise and glorify your holy name. This is the day that you have made so I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I ask for your guidance and protection as I tackle my day. May your hand be on me, Lord. When things get tough, may I have the courage to set my heart and mind on you, knowing that you will see me through any obstacles during my day. Help me focus on you and set aside time for prayer in your word. I desire to fellowship with you more and more each day. I thank you in advance for the peace that will envelope me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It is the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I never share this stage by myself. 
Vanessa Mae Bell is in the house. Johnny D is in the place to be, and of course, the man who gets the first and last word right here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. Les is here as well. Let me say good morning to my fam. Good morning, Big Sis. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday? I just love that last one that you just did, the prayer. I just love that prayer this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you. So good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. And we're glad you're here, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Give it up to the man upstairs, as always. If you don't like it, change the channel. Johnny D's in the place to be. This is brother from the Carolinas. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I am blessed. Um, once again, just glad to be in the number, have an opportunity to serve. Miss um, Vanessa, good morning. Um, Brother Les, good morning. Brother Jerome. Miss mm-hmm. Vanessa, did you say something? No, I just said good morning to you, but you know what? Oh, I just okay. want to say okay. thank you for checking on me and... Jay, thank you for checking on me and Jay. Oh, always. Like I say, we 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 family. We are family, and uh, it doesn't just uh, play out on the radio. You know, uh, it, it goes Hello. deeper than that, right there. But I definitely want to again, you know, thank you all for allowing me to be part of this this radio family. And looking forward to some topics uh, today. A lot going on in this country and, and abroad, and. Uh, you all got a lot going on down in Texas, and I'm looking forward to the, the Haitian topic. Uh, you know, we, we touched on this last week, and it's a continuous effort, uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to chiming in on that. But uh, um, like I say to everybody that's allowing us an opportunity to come to your homes, I appreciate you, and, and thank you. It does not go uh, unappreciated. And uh, Appreciate you, John. Mr. Elias, good morning. How are you, sir? Well, good morning. Good morning to you, my friend. And long good morning, Nesson. Long good morning, Kathleen. Long good morning, Rich Sister. Long good morning, Momo B. Long good morning, Marion and Music. Good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, the number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Once again, it's a serious out on this beautiful day. Hopefully, you guys are having a wonderful morning so far. And as we always do at this time of the show, we take a, what we call a uh, we call personal privilege. We take the time to uh, talk about things that are uh, that may not necessarily. Well, let's be honest, we're not going to talk about them during the show. But there are a lot of things I'd like to cover here in the few minutes that we have. So let me just jump right into this thing, uh, Mr. Elias. The big uh, thing this morning is. AOC's dressed as you went to the Met rally. Um, give me a thought mm-hmm. on it, man. I, I I I agree with it wholeheartedly. You know, the rich need to stop paying their fair share in taxes. You know, I watched uh, Bill Maher last night. It was recorded, but he was like, "Well, we do pay rich. The rich do pay because he's one of the rich cats. We pay a lot more than people. What people think? And no, you don't. You don't pay your fair share. Come on." Because the guy on there said, well, you know, Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk don't pay their fair share. They, they pay a tenth of what, what somebody else that makes $100,000 worth. So pay your fair share in taxes. I agree with the whole hardy. I thought it should, it should always be said because what they rich do is they'll say, oh, look at the poor people getting all the wealth. And look, at the, look, at the, look at the poor people getting this. Look at, well, what the hell are you getting? Let's talk about what your, what, what your rich ass is getting. What you're getting is way more than what some poor people would get. If you paid your fair share in taxes, it would be a tenth of what some poor people are getting. But we don't even we don't even address that situation because 
they have camouflaged it so much. Well, tell us how you really feel, Mr. Elias. You know, Vanessa, there are people on the left who are not happy with this. They're saying that it was a publicity stunt. The bottom line is, you know, you talk about the rich, but you're hanging with the rich. Instead of you legislating, you're out partying and doing all these different things. What say you to people on the left who may have criticized uh, her efforts or her approach, uh, I should say, about wearing a dress to this very mega, mega rich gala where a table costs more than what most families make a year? What say you? They can go jump in a lake. You know what? They really can. <laughs> they can go jump in a lake because her, she had people to put up money and donate for her tickets. So it's like I pulled behind both that ticket. So they need to chill out. And that dress, oh, that dress was magnificent because that sister has the body to wear that fishtail dress. And when she turned around and it said, tax the rich. I was snapping like, you better go ahead, girl. So I don't care what they say for those people that are that rich that they don't pay taxes like Bezos and the rest of them. So you know what? I'd be glad to see when Bite does something and changes that. This is one thing my husband always says, and it just bugs him. Rich people don't even get car insurance and stuff. They put up a $50,000 minimum bond, and they don't even have to put up, they don't even have to have insurance. Did you hear this morning on MSNBC, I think when I woke up and they were talking about her dress and what the, what the rich people can get away with? They put up stock portfolios. I told Bobby, damn, I didn't even think about that. They put up stock portfolios and borrow against it and because they didn't sell anything it wasn't a capital gain so they could sit there and live off the money i told Bobby, oh, wait a minute now that's some smart moves right there so you know what i'm sick of these damn rich people i'm sick of them wow <laughs> well tell us how you really feel I, I, I thought that you would be like upset because you fall into that. Yeah, you fall into that category of being rich. I thought you'd be upset. And Vanessa, rich. I am going to find <laughs> whatever. I am going to find the nearest lake to jump in because I, I, I'm not a real big fan of hers. I mean, listen, I, I applaud her efforts on some of the things I'm that she's either, doing. That that I'm not a fan. She called it heifer. Okay, uh, John, give me your response. <laughs> give me your response. Give me your response, John, on this on AOC and this whole thing that we're talking about right now. Well, I, I will just say in, in general, if, if you think about the Democratic Party, Hollywood supports the Democratic Party overwhelmingly. So to be amongst those individuals who are your constituents and who support you for fundraising, I mean, it's just today's politics. Uh, this young lady certainly has a flair for attention and um, uh, like I say it's, it's, it's just cause you know it's, it's today's environment uh, she is she is young and a millennial and uh, goes against the grain so I'm not not totally surprised that uh, she would do something of this magnitude but you know the Democrats do get heavily supported by Hollywood and to go out and you know, rub elbows with them is just part of the price that you pay Wow. 
as yeah. we continue to uh, as we continue to call out Republicans for the things that they're trying to do. Uh, obviously, this past week the California runoff happened, and it didn't turn out the way Republicans thought it would turn out. And Mr. Elias, in the uh, four minutes that we have left, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, listen, Gavin Newsom is still the governor of uh, California, and his closest competitor, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the talk show yeah, radio yeah. host. That clown, yeah, that clown. Um, he's already claiming that there's a, a election fraud. I mean, these people are jokes, man. And when you listen to he all this nonsense, that. yeah, he was he claiming was, that before the election was even ran. <laughs> he was claiming exactly. that before they even before. So hey, look, you know that that tells you the narrative that the Republican Party is going to do every time there's an election. They're going to say voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. And they, look, how do you know there's voter fraud and you haven't even ran the election? How do you claim right. that, and you don't even you don't even run the elect you haven't even haven't even had the election yet? You claiming this? Come on, man. You know that they're, they're and and one thing about the Republican Party when they get to a narrative, they're going to stick with it, no matter how bad it is. You can sit there and see blue, and that the, the sky could be blue, and they say nope, it's green. Mm-mm. They're not going to change their mind about it either. So hey, that's just it. Man. Wow, hey, you're right about that, Vanessa. Give me your thoughts on this one real quick. I totally agree with Liz. If whatever, if they are they cheating, and that's the only way they're going to get through this. I don't know what happened with the election yesterday. So did the Republicans lose the day? I wasn't paying attention. Did they no, lose? They, it wasn't they yesterday. It was past week. Yeah, they they, they tried. Yeah, they, they tried to. Uh, there you go. What Miss Delia just oh, said. Okay. Absolutely. So that's what happened. Wow. <laughs> they yeah, cheat. They is. cheat. They cheat. Well, that's the only way they can win. All right, John. The last ninety seconds yep. alone to you. Give me your thoughts on this one. You know, I, I don't think anyone was really surprised. I don't think the, re, the the Republicans thought that they had a chance, particular in a Democratic heavy state such as uh, California. They they put Larry Held out there to say some absurd comments with his foolishness. And um, like I say, this was a ten twenty minutes of fame. Uh, Again, uh, a, a lot of reform has to be done in California, but I don't think that they were surprised. They stuck with that same narrative about voter fraud uh, a week and a half before the actual vote took place. So this is the playbook and this is the script and this is what we're going to see uh, in the upcoming elections um, in 2022. Absolutely. Well said. All right, folks, you think that's enough. Guess what? We're going to give you an update. NPR News update is next, and then we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show. It is the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Deportation flights for Haitian migrants who made the long journey to a Texas border town reportedly beginning today. NPR's Amy Held reports the Biden administration is working to quickly expel thousands of people gathered on the banks of the Rio Grande. Already, the Department of Homeland Security says it has moved some 2,000 migrants for processing away from the International Bridge in Del Rio. Still, people continue to wade across the shallow waters from Mexico to the Texas side. Thousands fleeing Haiti, some driven by dual disasters this summer of a major earthquake and a presidential assassination, others escaping earlier from poverty and instability, slowly moving northward through South America. Their expulsion will be quick, DHS says, as the Texas town and the immigration system struggle to keep up. 
It's citing a pandemic-era rule allowing the migrants to be removed before they can claim asylum. Amy Held, NPR News. As Afghan boys prepare to return to school, United Nations agencies urging Afghanistan's Taliban rulers to reopen secondary schools to girls. Pashtani Jirani works for LEARN, an Afghan educational charity. They are waging a war against girls from class 7 until class 12. Like, can you imagine someone who has taken over all Afghanistan is waging a war against girls in their teens? They want to see what sort of backlash will they see, what sort of, you know, international pressure they will see. They're just testing the waters. It's that simple. Taliban officials have promised the girls will be able to study only in classes segregated by gender, though. But on Friday, the education ministry did not mention girls when it said secondary schools for boys would soon reopen. And this weekend, the Taliban set up a ministry for the propagation of virtue and the prevention of vice in the building that once housed the Women's Affairs Ministry. A fire in California has reached the Sequoia National Forest and is threatening some of the biggest trees in the world. And Kate Wolf from member station KQED reports that winds in the forecast are adding another dangerous element to the effort to protect them. The KMP complex fire was formed after lightning strikes ignited two separate fires, which then combined. The fire has already burned into a few groves of giant sequoias, and firefighters have wrapped some trees in fire-resistant aluminum to protect them. John Wallace is the operations section chief for the KMP complex fire. He says sequoias are adapted to fire. However, on a scale like this, the fire could burn the center of the trees. That would increase the duration of the event dramatically. And it would also, uh, once you get fire burning inside the tree, that would result in mortality. Numbers from the National Park Service show that last year, a major fire killed between 7 and 11,000 sequoias, at least 10% of the world's sequoia population. For NPR News, I'm Kate Wolf in Oakland. This is NPR. way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're going to find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. All I want to do is this. I just want to find... Uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. People are being interviewed, things are being researched, it's where any unindicted case would be. Willis working discreetly as she tries to determine whether Trump's efforts to overturn Georgia's election results were criminal. As a district attorney, I do not have the right to look the other way on any crime that may have happened in my jurisdiction. Welcome back. 347-850-1272 is that call in number. 347-850-1272. It's uh, 20 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. From his campaign schemes to make money off of falsehoods to his attempt to steal the 2020 election, 
Donald Trump's presidency continues to leave an unprecedented stain on American history. The question this morning is simple. Why? Why is he not being prosecuted for the blatant crimes that he and his family committed over the past four years? Let's start the conversation right there. Mr. Elias, you know, we talk about this country being uh, the land of opportunity. We are a nation based on laws, but yet still we watch one man break the law over and over and over and over again. More of his crimes are being uh, exposed at this stage. I just can't understand why. Why is he not being prosecuted? Why are we looking the other way when it comes to this man? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We really look the other way on a lot of things, Jay. Like for the rich, think about that. The ultra rich, they get away with a lot of stuff all the time. So it's nothing new. Crimes that we commit, that 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 uh, as a normal person would commit, they get away with. So this 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 is just this is uh, another case of the wealthy getting away with white collar crimes, and that's that's quite that's quite frankly the only, the only thing that they're going to do. And and the bottom line is, considering he's an ex president too. How, how you know? Name me one ex. Name me one president that went to jail. They're not going to go. And and hell, Spiro T. Avenue and Richard Nixon were were more criminals than it, it was about the, on the same level as criminal with this guy. Yeah. No, look at no, Ronald no, no, Reagan. With, no, 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 they weren't. Okay. No, they were not this guy. Look at Ronald Reagan. Sexual harassment. He is making money. You know. The moment clause, this guy is making money while he's the president of the United States. Stop it. They have this look guy Ronald, on. Look what Ronald Reagan did. Look what he did he's with the Iran-Contra. Look, look at the Iran-Contra controversy. They, they, they poisoned a whole community, a whole black community with crack cocaine. They brought it in so they could fund a war, Jay, to fund a war. Come on, let's just talk about, if you're going to talk about this, they've been getting away with this stuff for, for a long time. Think about that. This is, this is, this is, white, rich white folks going to get away with that stuff all the time, man, because they're held to a different standard than we are. Let's just call it what it is. You know, you, you can't tell me what Reagan did with, 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 uh, with Ali North and the rest of them cats was, was, was something you could just sweep under the rug. No, I didn't say Come that on. at all. I didn't drug, say that, they but they were drug dealers. They were drug dealers. I did not dealers. say. Listen, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I get it. I, I do. You know, Republicans revere Reagan as the greatest president since you know whoever. But uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, when you go back and look at his record, matter of fact, if we just want to be honest, really the only president in recent American history that uh, that uh, served his two terms without any type of scandals or anything illegal was President Obama. Now, people could try to bring up this whole thing been overseas where uh, Benghazi, but, you know, the bottom line is that we've talked about that enough, and we all know that the Republicans played a hand in that as well, refusing to fund extra security for embassies abroad. So that's what they do, though. They create a problem, then they bitch about the problem when they know they had their hands in it. Vanessa, let me turn to you, because, you know, you and I, all of us are religious people. I'm not going to sit here and act as if we're the only ones that can uh, read the Bible on this show. But the bottom line is, you have to start asking yourself the question. And I remember uh, when I spoke in church uh, about a year ago, and the topic was, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? And I got to thinking about the presidency of Donald Trump, 
And I said, maybe this is a reset. You know, when you think about the civil rights era, a lot of people lost their lives in order for us to uh, live the lives that we live now. True, there are things that are wrong with America, but let's be honest, and we'd be lying to ourselves if we say that we are going through the same things that our brothers and sisters went through in the 60s because that's just not true. You don't have mobs and mobs of white people just doing what the hell they want to do with Wallace. And you can, you know, you, you have, you can, you can probably bring up an incident, but back in the 60s, we know that it was just second nature. You know, you couldn't whistle on a white woman. You know, today, all you see on TV are white women and black men and vice versa. So we are living in a different age. But there, a lot of people died in order for us to, to, to have these freedoms. And I'm thinking maybe God is saying, look, it's time to reset this nation. Let's put a guy in office who is a blatant lunatic. Test the boundaries of the Constitution because the forefathers had no idea that a madman would, would, would one day ascend to the highest office in the country, in the world. Give me your thoughts on this. See, people thought, people thought Bush was mm-hmm. the Antichrist. Baby, it's, <laughs> it's Donald Trump. We had it all wrong. Donald Trump is the Antichrist. Donald Trump is the person who stood in front of the church and held the Bible upside down. He don't fry in hell for that. It is so funny what you just said until I can't even discuss it. He is such an evil person. And my pastor talks about it, and Bobby looks over there at me at church because I say it all the time. Why do these people get to get this, and we don't get to do this, and we go to church, and we tithe, and we this. And Bobby just looks at the pastor, would look at me when the pastor discusses it, because he does talk about people who don't go to church, don't do right, don't put a dime in church, don't do nothing for nobody, don't, I mean, just nothing to get into heaven on earth, just nothing, but they get these blessings. And I just don't understand it still talking to y'all. I just don't, and it bugs Bobby that I don't get it. But Donald Trump is one of those people that get. Well, yeah, he's one of God's people, too. You hear him in the background back there grumbling at me. I mean, he rewards he rewards those people, too, and I, I just don't get it, but God does because they're still his people, and Donald Trump gets rewarded. Nothing has happened to this criminal, this reprobate, as Johnny D calls him. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing has happened to him. And he's sitting there acting like he's going to run again in 2024 and go win and get these people's money to to pay his attorney fees. I just don't get it. I just don't. Oh, God, help me. I don't get it. What you say? The devil rewards his people. There you go. I just don't get that. It blows me away. Yeah, is it really a reward? You know, listen, our, to me, our treasures are in heaven. Uh, we're just uh, kind of buying right, our time. It's a reward on earth, but he's getting rewards yeah. on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, same question for you. I, I just don't uh, understand how this guy uh, is blatant what he's doing. Um, you know, uh, the one great thing, and when you heard the lead in, uh, the African-American attorney general, she is quietly going about her business trying to find ways to, to charge Donald Trump because what he did was blatant. And if anyone else had done it, uh, you know, because the fact that he's a, an ex-president, because of the temperament, I think, uh, in the country today, people are walking on pins and needles. 
I just don't understand why we're not seeing. I know he's been out of office now for, I don't know, almost 11 months or whatever, 10 months, but God dang it, man. This just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth when people can just blatantly break the law and just get away with it. What say you? You know, the reality of it is that that's just who the American people are. You know, no ifs, and buts about it. You know, you can go back uh, in, in, in politics. There's probably been no more polarizing uh, candidate than Joseph McCarthy back in the 50s with, with his rhetoric and, and blatant lies. Um, and it, if you combine Trump and and Reagan, uh, Reagan was basically a, a, a Manchurian candidate, uh, if, if you look at the definition of that, where he was he was a political puppet where you had the rich who manufactured him and they molded him in order to make them more wealthy. Well, Trump came in with the same vision because people has been molding him for, for, for years. Okay. Now, even though he was, it was somewhat behind the scene, the Roger Stones and, and those those individuals there, when you look at some of these documentaries that's coming out now, and when you read some of the articles and stuff and, and, and these these legitimate uh, uh, books, they have been molding this guy or been molding a, a candidate like him for, for years. Uh, but he says exactly what, what, what people want to hear really feel and, and I think that's why you're seeing such an overwhelming void of responsibility and accountability by those that, that are currently in office. Now, do I think the majority of, of them believe what he's saying? Necessarily really? believe that they uh, yeah, and, and the reason why I say that because right now it really is about politics, okay? It really is about politics. I, I, I truly believe that that in America we have more in common than we when do we have that's not in common and there 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 can be a, a a return to some civility within this country within this nation and regardless of, of what we say America is still the the land of of liberties uh, it's a struggle sometimes to see it but it goes back to what you said earlier Jay when when you first uh, brought onto this segment here. If we say that there has not been an advancement in relationships uh, in America between black and white, then we would be lying, okay? It may not be where we want it to be, and it may seem like it's regressing, but the truth of the matter is to set back and say that this is the 1920s where you had that, that, you know, the bloody summers, that's not the case. If you say the 1930s and the 40s when Servicemen were coming back, still treated uh, to to sharecropping duties and and being degraded. And now you've right. got uh, Lloyd Austin, who is the Secretary of Defense. If you look at the fifties and the sixties, is not what we face today. And then you look at right. the seventies and the black exploitation, the eighties, and and the Iran Contra and the, and the introduction of crack into our communities. And then you look at the nineties and and and, and the two thousands. It's not nearly as detrimental as far as the relationships as perhaps 
we want to 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 imagine they are. Uh, this guy is is he is what he is. And for those who have not looked at that definition of reprobate, that's who he is. So we can't expect anything of of positiveness from this from this individual here. Um, he is he is the epitome of that person. He's a godless individual. So whatever he does is to incite his opportunity to make money. He's not going to run for president again in, in 2024. What he wants to do now is just simply build the bank account. Uh, he wants to be, quote, unquote, the kingmaker. And unfortunately, because of the, the, the party of, of irrefute, they can't seem to get off of that mark because of fear of being targeted. You know, you, you look at the the, um, the Republican in Ohio, uh, the, the football player, Gonzalez. Yeah. I mean, yeah. clearly this guy – was one of 10 who voted to impeach Trump, and now he's backing out of it. And, you know, he can give all the reasons in the world, but the legitimacy is the fact that he fears for his family's life and should. When you right. look at the radical people, 30-some years old, almost 40, and he's got, a, he's got children, and, and, you know, they're they not used to that pressure, you know. And, right. and to think that, that, that your family is now in jeopardy, he's probably saying, look, I, I, I'm not going to do this right here. So, you know, and what did Trump say? One down, nine to go. Yeah, so I mean this guy is him, an idiot. He targets you. This guy is is he is he is the epitome of a reprobate. But like I said, the relationships in, in America between the races has drastically improved. Maybe yeah, can too. it be better? Right. It can. But how does it get better? Neighbor by neighbor, going out there talking to your neighbors and just breaking those those stereotypes. Now the Larry Felders of the world doesn't help. You know when he spouts off his his foolishness and and his tongue, but you just got extreme people out there who are just simply trying to get in front of the television and be more disruptive than what it needs to be. So right. you know, with right. that with that being said, like I say, this guy's time will come and it will soon end. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's get out to the phone lines. Friend of the show, Steve's in the house. Good morning, Steve. Welcome to the serious side. What's on your mind, my friend? Democrats, you guys do not have to worry about Donald Trump or the Republican Party. Ladies and gentlemen, I track prophecy. When multiple prophets are saying the same thing, I track. And what I'm tracking now is Donald Trump will be assassinated and will not run in 2024. I'm also tracking that, Democrats, you will win the civil war that's coming to America. I'm tracking that, too. I'm also tracking that Sharia law will be implemented in the United States of America. America will become a Muslim nation after the next civil war. Also, America, your heads of protection has been removed. If you look at the vaccine adverse reaction database, vaccine deaths have increased from 46% from last year. Your heads of protection is being removed. And people say, why, Stephen, why? Because since 1933, America, we have prophecies of Russia and China invading and destroying this nation. Go to the World Economic Forum. Look up the plan. Klaus Schwab, they want to bring down America to increase the living standards across the entire planet, part of the world government. They want to bring down the dollar. That's why I told you last week, get your passport, learn a second language, because there's a good chance you will end up being refugees in another country. That's part of the prophecies as well. 
Once the military's in the streets, you will be leaving this country, the majority of you guys. America, yes, you can survive, but they have, the elites have set this country on a path of famine, of destruction, but there's so many prophecies I'm tracking right now. I mean, the Lord is just pouring it out on people, uh, a prophecy. I mean, even in my sleep about uh, Kamala Harris coming into office, being the president of this country in the future, civil war breaking out, America, you will win. Democrats, you will win a civil war against the Republicans. They will lose, but you will lose all your freedoms, your freedoms will be lost. Okay? These are the prophecies that I'm tracking. But you guys have to do something. All right, man. Continue to track your prophecies. 347-850-1272. Now, obviously, the views and opinions of Steve are his views and opinions. And, you know, listen, one of the things I've learned, Mr. Elias, is, you know, this show has been around for a very long time. And, you know, I talked about this briefly last week, that there are things that you would, in your own mind, say there's no way this can happen, right? There's just no way. Then all of a sudden, you know, fast forward to 2021, there's no way I thought that a pandemic would have every person in this country wearing a mask that would kill almost 700,000 Americans. I never thought a person like Donald Trump would win the presidency of the United States. I never thought I'd see the day where white people would charge the Capitol in protest to overthrow the government. I never thought that I would see Republican lawmakers stand by idly and watch this. You know, there gets to a, there's a point where people say, okay, enough is enough. You heard a lot of Republicans like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham immediately after it happened. Even Kevin McCarthy said, okay, this has gone too far. But when they realized that, okay, they need the Trump people to win in Republican primaries, all of a sudden, let's turn the blind eye. For anyone to think that this guy was a legitimate president, and I don't mean as far as being voted into office, because he was legitimately voted into office under that bogus setup that we have, the, 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 the electoral colleges, that needs to go away. But the fact that this guy had no clue of what he was doing, we're going to talk about later in the show about what the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the things that he put in place in preparation of a mental meltdown by this lunatic. Still, yes, I just don't understand my original question. How can people walk around and understand? These are educated people, by the way. Who are spreading these falsehoods? Look at the crap that Tucker Carlson puts on Fox every night. And the fact that these people allow it to be played. Huh? They're scared of losing power, Jay. They're going to be the minority. So they're scared of losing power. Let's call it what it is. So what do they do to remain in power? They spread lies. Because they're going to be, financially they may not be the minority, but as far as the people count, they're going to be the minority. Financially, they are the minority. I mean, are you Rob? Sorry, I misunderstood what you said. Go ahead. Yeah, but they, they are. They do. They 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 are scared of losing the power, which is the number of people. So you got to call it what it is, my brother. They they're scared of that. 
And if, and if we all collectively got together as one and said we're not doing it, what would they do? If everyone decides to write Let me ask you a question. Together, let me, what does that mean, mm-hmm. though? Because you have Larry Elders. You have, you have black Republicans. What, what, how can we – you tell me. I'm interested in your theory. You tell me how can we – realistically all form together. I mean, because sometimes we say things that, that, that sounds right in the moment, but we know damn well that there's no way realistically that that can happen. So give me a realistic approach well, to what you just pandemic, said. This pandemic has proven a lot of stuff. Because what it has it proven? <laughs> okay, that these people can pay you more than what they're paying you. Trust me on that one. Because what? now they offer you all kind of incentives to come back to work. Now that now they're talking about the teenagers coming in and doing the work that these people won't come in and do because these are minimum paying minimum wage paying jobs because these people don't want to come back to work because I I don't blame them you make them more and why would I go back to work to make less money to to, to support my family so now well that's over now that's well, over I, in Texas of course of course it is but what were they doing to get these people to come back to work before that. They were offering incentives. They were offering everything. And these people were like, nah, that ain't enough money to come back to work. So what were they doing? Like they, they were sweetening the pot because they knew that if, if, if these people don't come back to work, their business is going to suffer. Their give me a – Mr. Elias, give me a realistic approach because we can always say, oh, we need to stand united together. How? Because it hasn't happened yet. I mean, so what's – in your mind, how does that work? How does yeah, that happen? To me, realistically, to me, we need we need we need candidates in office to tax the very wealthy. And and, and what you need see, to do that's not is realistic. tax them and stop. Why isn't it? Why isn't has it, it happened so far? Not yet, but that, that's not unrealistic that you can put a candidate in office and tell them I don't want your money. No, nah, I'll, I'll stick with what with my candidate. That's happening now. That that is happening now. You got candidates that don't don't support the ultra rich, that don't care about their money. That's happening. And it's a smaller number, but if you put enough people in office that that says I'm not going to take that rich these rich people's money, they 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 they, they would have to they would have to they'd have to bend in knee because that's what that's what the rich has done. The Koch brothers, the the the, the Elon Musk of the world, the rich Bezos, the, the Bezos of the uh, of the world. They they just pay people to shut up. I'm gonna pay you to shut up because it's it's, it's easier to keep this money in my pocket. If you got somebody with integrity that goes in the office, hey, brother, you can do a lot with a person with integrity. All right. Well, I I guess the better question, Vanessa, to you is in the uh, three minutes that we have left, uh, do you think you're going to see what Mr. Elias just said during your lifetime? No. And now that I said no. Let me make my comment in this three minutes. So the guy that Go just ahead. called in, Steve. please, the guy that just called in who was talking about he's monitoring blah, 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 blah. I read the book series called, Christian series called Left Behind. Everybody at the sound of my voice is listening. There's a series out there, Christian series called Left Behind. And when I got to book number eight, it's like a nine or ten book. I had to stop because it was about the Antichrist. But I cannot believe that I am living to see some of the stuff in that book that was written, Christian series, it's coming to pass. Like everybody wearing a mask, 
uh, COVID, where people are in the house and they're stuck, uh, can't move around, where there was only one currency, one currency. Because I could not believe when they were saying, I don't have any change, ma'am. Do you have exact change? Or they keep your money? The hell you preach? I used to give them a debit card. So, there. I mean, Bobby was at Home Depot Friday. The lady said, I don't have any coin change. Does anybody have any coin change? And this lady was in her purse trying to pull out coins. That book talked about one currency, and that's what they're trying to go to right now. There is, they're talking about there's being one Christians that the Muslims are going to take over, like that guy just said, that there's, that Christians, Baptists, Catholics, and all of that are going to have to go underground to have church. So some of the stuff, the views and opinions of, of people are saying are not a part of this show. Some of this stuff that he just said, I read it in a book five, ten, six years ago through church. So I don't think that brother is completely off path because my church that I used to go to had us read that series. Hello. Okay. He ain't completely hmm. off. He ain't completely off because we read the, the Christian series of it. And they're going to be hiding. Christians will go underground. That there's going to be one religion. There's going to be one coin. That the COVID is going to, or this is going to take people off and kind of clear the earth. I'm, some of this stuff he's saying is not crazy. I read the book. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to say that. Uh, not a problem, Vanessa. Obviously, you have a platform, and uh, you need to use it. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. In this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. MSNBC's Joy Reid slam rapper Nicki Minaj, after she tweeted stating her absence from the Met Gala was due to her lack of COVID nineteen vaccination, and begged her not to use her large platform to put people in positions of dying. You don't know what I'm talking about. Well, it's convenient time in four minutes or less. Something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. Okay, so yesterday I had a spontaneous reaction to hip-hop star Nicki Minaj tweeting about a friend of a cousin in Trinidad who allegedly had a negative reaction to a COVID vaccine. That some folks pointed out sounded kind of like an STD. But I'm not a doctor, so I digress. Essentially, she made public her own vaccine deliberation, which according to trusted friends is a better way to describe vaccine hesitancy, which by the way is not the same thing as refusal. But by doing so, Nikki also used her social media platform and her 22 million Twitter followers to cast doubt on the vaccine to a heavily black audience. Needless to say, both my comments and her series of infuriated responses went viral. Clearly, Nikki was not the mute, but that's okay. I feel like every moment is a teachable moment. And this might be the one that illustrates on Twitter, in public, how hard it is for us to talk to each other on these two sides of the get the vax, don't get the vax aisle. There's a lot of frustration and anger among those of us who feel like we've been doing the right things to try to end this damn virus. And those who are just plain not doing the things. And those who are not getting vaccinated are mad at us for excluding them from our spaces and in some cases from our lives. So there's a lot of anger out there. What disturbs me are those who care nothing about black community and who are actually hostile to our interests. I'm talking white nationalist curious Twitter bugs and chatter bugs like Tuckum and Marjorie Green and Candace Owens who left out to try to scoop up Nikki and put her on their team using her vaccine misinformation to try to back up their own phony campaigns pushing their base to reject the vaccine 
while they're probably fully vaccinated themselves. These are the same Republicans and Republican talkers who've been working overtime to try to put vaccine refusal on black people's shoulders, to try to morph vaccine mandates into some airborne virus version of 1950s segregation, as if they would have opposed segregation if they'd been around back then. It's not only disingenuous, it's also anti-fact. The data is clear that it is Republicans, and more specifically Republicans who listen to Fox News and people like Tuckum and Margie and Candace who are the majority of those refusing to be vaccinated. Black Americans are overwhelmingly Democrats, and we poll like Democrats when it comes to our willingness to get the vaccine. So we are not the problem. But that said, Nikki's tweets point out a very real thing. There is still a lot of vaccine hesitancy among black folks. Everything from just being reluctant or fear of potential side effects all the way up to conspiracy theories about the vaccine that are causing people to refuse to take them or just delay. And that needs to be addressed. Let's be clear, there are good solid reasons for black people to have these doubts. Our history in this country when it comes to the medical and medical research establishments are not good. And when we had a sociopath president in office who was manipulating the CDC and the FDA, pushing for a quickie vaccine by election day so that he could assure his own reelection, you could count me among the hesitant. Trump nearly broke the once trusted CDC and the FDA to the point where you couldn't be sure that you were hearing from the scientists and not just the political hacks when either agency spoke. And so, yeah, people like me were real hesitant. But luckily, there have been doctors and scientists who could reassure those of us who were willing to be reassured that the vaccines, once they came out months later, were indeed safe and had been produced without any Trumpist input, whether or not they came through the unfortunately named Operation Warp Speed. We didn't have to do our own research because we could literally talk with the black woman, Dr. Kismakia Corbett, who developed the Moderna vaccine or with doctors on this very show who personally treat COVID patients and could assure us that the vaccines were safe. That's why I got vaccinated months ago and my immediate family got vaccinated. And yes, I talked to my doctor. Something that, by the way, lots of black folks who live in red southern states that have refused to expand Medicaid cannot do because they don't have a doctor or regular contact with the medical establishment in their state until they get sick. Vaccine hesitancy in the black community is a real and pressing issue. It's not something to fight about on Twitter. It's something to talk about. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Online radio at its best. And people like Nicki Minaj, I have to say this. You have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers. Okay, I have 2 million followers. You have 22 million followers on Twitter. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you could do better than that. You got that platform. It's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing that you got that, that people listen to you. And they listen to you more than they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from, oh my God, as a fan, as a hip-hop fan, as somebody who is your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. 
so sad that you did that, sister. Oh, my God. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the call-in number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TTRS Radio Network online radio. It's 51 minutes after the hour, or a.k.a. nine minutes before the top of the hour. Those were the original marks that uh, got Joy Reid into a spit a tit-for-tat battle with Nicki Minaj. And so Nicki Minaj obviously responded back, uh, in my opinion, very viciously. And so for the first time in this show's history, we're going to actually talk about the segment or the topic that was featured in Four Minutes or Less, Something That You Need to Know, a.k.a. Convener Time. Let me start with you, Vanessa. A lot of people, you know, let me give you my opinion of this whole thing because I've never been a fan of us sticking microphones talking about political issues uh, in, in with rappers and, and people of that nature. I mean, there's something so wrong with that for me. I mean, you know how I feel about, you know, Charlemagne the God. I mean, oh, my God, oh, Charlemagne the God thinks we should do this. I don't give a damn about what that guy thinks. He's a former drug dealer. So all of a sudden, because he has a platform, I guess, that's the reason why people kowtow to them. But they're not experts on these things. So why, why are people going to them for advice and knowledge? So I guess I don't understand why Joy Reid was so upset with Nicki Minaj. But obviously, instead of Nicki coming back and saying, okay, let's have a conversation about it, she responded like you would think a rapper would. You know, you know she, with her insults and things of that nature. It's just ridiculous. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for feeling this way. But I'm just so tired of us giving these celebrities uh, all this power that they are the, the, the end all, the be all. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, they're just rappers. And, and you know, I don't know. People may look at those comments as being insensitive or being whatever. But I just, just stay in your lane. Good God. I mean, why are we asking her and asking these people, oh, what do you think about? What? Who cares what you think? Just do your thing. What say you, Vanessa? Well, I don't think that they should stick a microphone in rappers or singers or the Hollywood people. That I just, I don't think the microphone should be in front of any of their mouths, um, giving an opinion. Basketball players, football players. I just really, I just, I've never thought that was a good idea. Uh, but some people follow them. That's, they don't have anybody in their own life to idol, or they don't have a god to idol, so they idol rappers and basketball people and football people. So for me, I think they got the wrong people talking. And But Nicki Minaj, child please, um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I just don't pay that, that girl any attention at all. Um, her or the other black girl that was talking for Trump, um, can't think of her name right now, but I just, see, I just think it's terrible. And I think it's terrible when you see people say, F COVID, like I did on Facebook yesterday, and I messaged this girl, and I said, oh, my God, you got COVID? And she said, no, my brother, who was 42 and healthy, didn't take the vaccine and died of COVID. I'm like, you a nurse. You couldn't talk him into taking the vaccine? And she said, no, the youngsters will not take that vaccine. And my brother died listening to the youngsters. This was yesterday. 
I was talking to Linda Vega on my Facebook page. I mean, it's just, it was heartbreaking, heartbreaking that that girl lost her brother healthy, 42 years old because of COVID. Then you got somebody stupid like Nicki Minaj who said, my brother had an effect, or whoever had an effect. I did too. I was sick. I was in the bed for two days after I took the COVID vaccine, the second one. One of my friends after her second one was in the emergency room because her blood pressure was so high. But you, so you know what? We all got to sacrifice. We do. And my stupid, my crazy that I do love brother-in-law just took the vaccine because he said the other 80% people or 40% wouldn't step in and take the vaccine. So he had to go ahead and take the shot. He didn't take it at first because he thought other people was going to step in. So y'all know what, America? Tell your family that it's time for them to step up. It's time to take that vaccine. So I know you got people who are going to call in and say, Vanessa, that's people's decision because they got on me the last time. I'm not getting on Jackie. I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but it is time. You can't tell me anything about the side effects of what's going on when I have 46% lung function and my blood pressure on Thursday at the doctor's office was 173 over 94. Don't oh tell God. me anything about what you got and your illnesses, and you can't take this vaccine. That's full of shit. Ooh, Vanessa. It is. What? Okay. Nothing. Go ahead. So You're I'm mad. Saying, I'm going to stay I'm out of your way. <laughs> it's time. But people always want an excuse and say, well, I got this, as a, but I got that. Oh, me too. Me too. But it's time. It is time. They're going to lock this country back down. They're going to lock it back down, and I'm going to be in my travel trailer on the water taking pictures, sending them to y'all. I'm through. <laughs> you know, Mr. Elias, um, I-, I was replaying some of my comments in my mind about what I said to lead out this segment, and I'm trying to find ways to eloquently express how I feel. I'm not sure if I was successful in that. I, I just feel that we to me that's how Donald Trump became president because we look at these people who are popular who are rich and we think they know everything and like we talked about in the last segment because of this idiot that we had in office it it has turned the constitution in this country upside down why do we continue to go to people who are not experts in you know these fields for opinions I mean, I can understand why Joy Reid was upset because, you know, I think Nicki Minaj has 22 million followers. And so if she's putting out, you know, misinformation about the vaccine, some of the people, let's just be honest, who's going to hear or receive that message, they're going to die because of a tweet that this young lady put out without really doing her full due diligence. Is it irresponsible for her to with her platform to do these things, or should we look at her in the eyes of my man Sir Charles Barkley back in the nineties when he said, "Look, I'm not a role model. That's you know, it's the parents' job to do the right thing when it comes to children. Don't look at me for guidance. I'm just a celebrity. Don't take me serious. I play basketball. That's what I do." What say you, Mr. Julius? Well, you know, Jay, it's like it's it's like you going to your mechanic for your health for your for your for your own health, personal health. You know, the bottom line is, you know, I, you know, I was raised to that that 
you know, you go to the best person that you think for the for the job. You know, I'm not gonna go to my mechanic and ask him, hey man, what do you think about if my ankle is swelling? What what should I do? No, I'm going to a doctor. You know, and <laughs> you know, I I I went to plenty of doctors. You know, when you know, in my in my lifetime, and you know, hey man, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean, this is America. We got free speech, so that's what she wants to say. God bless her. But the bottom line is, she's. I, I understand what Joy Reid is saying to the fullest extent of the law because you're hurting people right now. These are, you know, if you look at it's the, the you know, people that are going to the emergency room, it's the unvaccinated that are going to the emergency room and dying. It is, you know. Bottom line is, it's just, it, it, it's not getting any better. It's it's not, and and for people to sit there and and talk about you know the vaccine isn't working and all this other stuff, and you look at the kids, twenty six percent of the kids that were twenty eight percent this morning are the kids that are in hospitals because they can't get vaccinated because they're not of age. So, dude, the numbers are the numbers. Numbers don't lie. People do, you know. So look at the numbers. The numbers was what tell me with everything. Of course, it, it tells you. Once you get vaccinated, that you got a five percent chance of, of of going into the hospital and getting sick from it. But I, those are numbers that I could live with. Hell, if I was on the gambling table and and, and blackjack, and they told me I had a ninety ninety five percent chance of winning, I'd sit at that table all night long. But you know, it's just me. Well, that's fine, Honey D. We have uh, four minutes left in this in this segment. I'll give it to you. Give, give me your thoughts on this overall thing. Uh, this between Joy Reid and Nicki Minaj and this, you know, instead of her, I don't know, it just seems to me that if so, if you have a disagreement with someone, to make it, you should be the bigger person if you feel that you've been assaulted or attacked by someone by trying to bring the temperature down. But no, I got streetwise. I'm streetwise. You know, I got street cred. You're not going to say nothing to me. I'm going to call you all these Stupid ass names or whatever. She, I can't. Even, I'm not even going to read what she said. But, but in the last four minutes, man, give me your thoughts on this. You know what's what's interesting is that we forget how these entertainers are valued. Um, popularity starts really as little boys and little girls grow up. You know, it, it, it's always the athlete. It's always the one who can talk the most is always the one who has the the chicest clothes on who we gravitate to so as we get more mature in our age we still don't lose that caveat for the person who is quote unquote the most popular i would imagine that most people don't know who robert johnson is you know only the 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 the, the, the richest african american in in the united states and and probably throughout the world but you know who Oprah Winfrey is. You know, you understand. So, it is about the entertainers. Now, Nicki Minaj is not a a a teenager or or, or twentyish. Nicki Minaj is nearly forty years of age, so she's a grown woman. Here it is. You got a whole community of people who tweet, and they tweet conversations back and forth. So she tweets a conversation of which probably somebody did tell her that. You know. Uh, the friend of a cousin probably did tell uh, the cousin that, and she tweets it, okay? Now, is it irresponsible, or is it being on Twitter and social media? Well, it's a combination of both. Now, 
if Joy Reid was who she is, Joy Reid should have contacted her and said, look, let me get you on the show and let's just talk about this. But no, Joy Reid decides that she's going to bombast Nicki Minaj. Now, how did Nicki Minaj become who she is? By confrontation, whether it be in the clubs, whether it be in, in music videos, whether it be on, on an album. That's how she made her claim to fame. So she got this rough edge, and she's not going to let this, 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 this woman who just sits there and, and tries to berate her and belittle her. I think Joy Reid was just as irresponsible. Now, why did she do that? Because she took a big name, which is Nicki Minaj, and she decided that, you know what, I'm going to exploit this opportunity. So in, in essence, you take a conversation that was tweeted, okay? Did, was that comment said legitimately from a friend of a cousin? Probably so, because I done heard some real stupid stuff from some people who are family members. I'm like, where did, where, where did you come up with this bull jive at about the vaccine? Well, yeah, I hear they're just trying to make money. You know, I mean, it's, it's so much foolishness that's out there to where she probably did just tweet that. And now, of course, it takes on a life of itself. Well, yeah, she's going to defend herself. Like I said, young lady, 40-some years of age. I mean, I mean, nearly 40 years of age. So she's a grown woman. And now you're going to sit there and get on all of American television, and you're going to come at me like I'm, I'm, some, type, I'm some type of anti-vax, where she should have been responsible and said, look, let me see if I can't get her on the show, or, 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 or sister to sister. Let's talk about this so that we can educate one another. But that tit for tat is basically what happened. Now, who does it help? It doesn't help anyone. But the reality of it is, is that that's 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 that. Hey, that's that real housewife of America bull job that people l- love. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's the California, Atlanta, what have you, people love confrontation. And, and what's selling right now, what's selling right now, is black women and white women on television disputing each other, talking about their business women, going at each other, talking about each other, drinking wine and talking about toddies and the rest of it. That's that's America's mm. TV. That's what you want to see right there. So that just simply played out on a newsreel. So Joy Reid was wrong. Nicki Minaj responded in the same manner in which she made her, her claim to fame, which is confrontation. But at the end of the day, it's misinformation that's put out there. And we took a moment where we could have probably educated somebody and utilized it to the behalf, and we exploited that opportunity. And now we, we sat next to talking about it on a show. Hmm. Well, we to put it out there, Johnny. Be good stuff. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. It's time to take a break. It is time for Mariana Music's corner. Sit, sit tight, and uh, folks, we'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We will never forget them, nor the last time we saw them. They've slipped the surly bonds of earth to touch the face of God. Those who are lost now, their legacy must be our lives. I can hear you, and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Amazing grace. Dispatching thousands and thousands of heavily armed soldiers. We dominate the streets. I won't traffic in fear and division. I won't fan the flames of hate. It's time to pick up our heads. Remember who we are. 
This is the United States of America.
online radio at its best. The Biden administration um, has announced that it will allow families separated by Donald Trump to reunite here in the United States and possibly stay in the United States, which is great. But don't let that fool you into thinking that Biden has actually been great on issues like deportation, because the fact of the matter is he's been deporting hundreds of Haitians uh, back to their country, knowing full well that there is unrest there, that uh, there are unsafe conditions for these people. And these are asylum seekers. Welcome back in. It's 12 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. The uh, Biden administration announced Saturday that it would begin the mass expulsion of thousands of Haitians who have gathered in Texas border cities. The desperate migrants began amassing at the U.S.-Mexico border in recent weeks after fleeing volatile conditions in Haiti. Haitian migrants have been traveling through Central and South America to try to reach the U.S. border for years. Immigration lawyer Edgar Rodriguez told the Associated Press that he believes misinformation and false rumors about policies led to the sudden surge of people seeking entry to the United States. The situation awaiting Haitians back home is increasingly dire. In January, the Haitian president was assassinated, and the prime minister has been implicated in the killing. Then in August, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck the southern part of the country, killing more than 2,000 people. The island nation of 10 million is beset by violence, hunger, and chaos, and is still in the progress of recovering from the 7.2 earthquake that devastated the country in 2010. Immigrants advocates have condemned the Biden administration's decision to send migrants home. Steve Forrester, Immigration Policy Coordinator at the Institute for Justice and Democracy in Haiti, told the New, York, the New York Times, it is cruel and wrong to return anyone to Haiti now. Let's uh, start the conversations right there. Um, you know, we talked about Haiti last week, and uh, since Haiti is in the news again, we wanted to talk about what's going on with the Biden administration. You know, when we talk about immigration and the deportation of people back to other countries— you know, you have some folks in this country who are saying, listen, we can't protect everybody. We have to protect our own. So why are we taking on these foreigners from other countries? But then you have people saying, listen, good God, I mean, it's the right thing to do. Are you going to send people back to places that is riddled with violence? So uh, let's start the conversation there, Johnny D. Um, give me your thoughts on this. Uh, the Biden administration. Is it a damned if you do, damned if you don't moment? Because at the end of the day, we have immigration laws. But once again, like Stephen Forrester said, you know, it is cruel and wrong to send people back to Haiti under those dire conditions. Give me your thoughts on this. You know, Jay, the, 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 the American policy on immigration is going to always be of controversy and a strain. But it's the disparities uh, that have bothered me for 20, 20 nearly 30 years. And, and it really goes back to the, the Bush era, uh, the first Bush, and, uh, and then the Clintons and, and George W. and so forth, where the Haitian immigrants have always been treated – 
more harshly and the expediting of their deportation comes more rapid than than other countries um and you know let, let let's 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 just understand this here the majority of your Haitian immigrants don't come across the Atlantic because they are targeted more so than than your Cuban um refugees who try to come across and if Cuba reaches Miami, they pretty much in a safe haven where they will get some leniency. The Haitians have never had that, so it's always treated more harsh. So what do they do? They go, they take that path through Central America. The atrocities that the Haitians face, uh, you know, years ago I, I read some articles and, and I received some, some uh, unclassified information in regards to the Haitians and their their pathway to to American freedom, when they go through Central America and they have to deal with those gangs and just the fact of being, you know, non-Hispanic, they get treated so terrible. And and you know, the, the women get raped, the men get jumped on, they get extorted throughout the entire path. Now, am I sitting back here suggesting that everybody should have a free pass? No, but what I'm saying is that you got to do for one that you do for all. And it goes back to my philosophy that the darker colored people are always the ones who get treated the more harshly. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what country that I've been to, that seems to be the one common thread. So you get these Haitian brothers and sisters who come over and now you 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 look at how rapid uh, you're going to deploy them back to, to horrible conditions, okay? Horrible conditions. But now what you all have on in, on the border of Texas is no one could even imagine 13,000, 14,000 people assimilate, assimilating in, in, in what, two-week two week period of time, two weeks to, to, to one-week period of time, and they just there under bridges. Now, in America, you can't allow that to happen to anyone when you got these big stadiums and you got places where you can put these people and you let them stay up under bridges, there is a process in place, man, for every other person uh, that exists. But the Haitians have always seemed to be treated a little harsher. You're talking about a country where the annual uh, annual salary is $800 a year, where you make one or two dollars a day. You understand what I'm saying? And now you got the gangs, you got the earthquakes, you got this this lack of humanitarian, and there is a there's a law out there that that was passed back in 2020, where they can actually stay for 18 months in some type of category on, on a temporary um, a temporary visa pass or, or something similar to that right there. What I'm saying is this right here: don't be so hurriedly to just uh, take the Haitians and put them on a plane or put them in a boat and then take them back while you letting the, you know the Nicaraguans, the El Salvadorian, and, and, and the Mexicans, and the the individuals from the Islamic countries who make their passage up through there, where you give them an opportunity to have a process. So yeah, I'm bothered by that. But you're talking about some 25, 30 years has been this way, if not prior to that, right there. And I just think that you know, yeah, we have to clean up the border. We have to we have to do some type of uh, immigration reform. But 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 it's almost as if you take the Haitians and you pluck them out, and you say, okay, you know what? They the blackest things, on, you know, in, in in the bunch. So we're gonna take them out and just get rid of them quickly, as if that's gonna solve the problem. 
And that's why, that's why the, the Haitian people defy and, and defile uh, America and its policies because it has happened time and time and time and time and time and time again. I love this country. Again, it's the greatest country in the world. But how we treat our our, 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 our our Haitian brothers and sisters is different than how we treat other individuals who try to come to America and do what? Simply have a better quality of life. Wow, uh, good stuff. Uh, five minutes left in the segment. Uh, let me swing around to you, uh, Vanessa, because I know, you know, sometimes people have uh, come at you for some of the comments that you've made on the show. And listen, they're legitimate comments, and, you know, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. What do you think about the Biden's approach, Biden's administration approach to dealing with uh, Haitian immigrants? And like Johnny D said, it just seems to me that there's a double standard when it comes to, you know, darker immigrants than others. So well, well, give, me your, give me your thoughts on this. Well, first of all, let me say um, thank you all for y'all comments about me because if y'all don't like something I say, I'm sorry, whatever. Uh, the next thing is I personally, <laughs> I don't care what people say. It's just how I feel. Okay? Um, I uh, have not paid enough attention of how they are treating El Salvador. El Salvadorian, say it again. El Salvador people or Mexicans or whoever. I, I personally have not paid it enough attention as to what if they show somebody favoritism or not. Because to me, get ready. These are my views. I am sick of. Everybody living in all of these countries, and then they get over there to the border, knowing that they're not supposed to be over there at the border and swam across the ocean, knowing they're not supposed to be there, and then want to get mad because they don't come into the country. Y'all, we can't take care of everybody. I'm so sorry. We just can't. And yes, I donate money to help families over there, but it ain't personal. We just can't take care of everybody. We got too many homeless people right over here in Texas, in Houston, Texas, around the corner from me. So we just can't take care of everybody. That's all I got to say about that. We just can't take care of everybody. So I don't know if anybody, I don't know who's getting treated any differently. I don't care. I'm just sick of everybody coming across the border because they have a life that's rough over there. Well, hell, my life has been rough over here. So anyway, moving on. All right. Well, you left Mr. Elias two minutes to respond. Mr. Elias, uh, it's all yours. What say you? Well, you know what, Jay? I, I don't care what president it is, man. The bottom line is this, man. You know, this this country was built for with immigrants. You know, and black folks mostly built this country. Let's call it what it is. So the bottom line is for them to, to treat the, the Haitian folks different than they treat any other immigrant is bull. It is, you know. And, and a lot of these people came over during the uh, – the, the, after the earthquakes and the uh, the the, the uh, hurricanes and stuff. So the bottom line is, man, look, we we shouldn't we shouldn't we we, we should have created a pathway to citizenship. If they're being very productive citizens, let's create a pathway to citizenship. Because you know, if you really look at it, the indigenous people are the only ones 
that can lay claim to this country. Let's call it let's call it what it is, man. The bottom line is that we, you know, when, when white folks used to tell me go back to where I come from, all the time you go back to where you come from. Hell, you weren't born over in this country. It ain't yours. <laughs> Hell, let's call it what it is. You know, you, you just gotta you gotta call it for what it is, man. Because that, that white folks are good to tell you go back to where you come from. You go back to where you come from. Hell, that's that, that, simple. We and if you if they want to talk about Reagan, he was the one that said we are. A country of immigrants, we should have. We welcome all of them to our borders. That's what he said. So, bottom line, look, man, we should welcome. You know, if they're trying to create a pathway to citizenship, they should they should be welcome. Bottom line, we should have the right to just be up. All right. Well said, Mr. Elias. All right. It is time for us to step out. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J-Rail show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. I can't look at you and keep this to myself Cause every time I see your eyes The thought comes back to mine Girl, I didn't want to do it But I gave into temptation I couldn't hold it back She really put me on And I swear I never meant to hurt you But it's killing me now I'm so afraid Cause I don't wanna lose you Girl, I'm sorry Forgive me If you just let me explain Girl, I'm sorry Forgive me Baby, now I understand If you just wanna up and leave After what I've done Cause I don't deserve you but if you can only take the time and think of what we had, if you could just give me a second chance, baby, we can live romance, baby, just me and you.
7850127 It's the serious side of the J. Ralph Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. It is time to say hello to my fam. Let's say good morning to my big sis, Vanessa Maybell. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. We are all in our places with bright, shiny faces. What's going on, man? <laughs> What's happening, J.D.? Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning, good morning. The man who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning to you, sir. And good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Mama B. Good morning, Rich Sister. And good morning, American Music. And the first song we played was the most, by now was by Avery Sunshine. And the last one they played was Sorry by Noel Gordine. And good morning to my brother Hawk and good morning to my brother Jerome. Mr. Elias, can we say good morning good to morning, some people in the morning. chat room if you don't mind? Well, we got my, we got my brother Corvina man there and my brother Yard Jockey that's in there. Yard Jockey's in the place to be. Let me say good morning to the pastor. What's happening to you? Jason's in the place to be. Rebecca, Tom, uh, man, Brian. <laughs> Sabrina, so many people are here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your comments. Thank you, thank you for your participation. I want to say what's up to Terry. Good morning, my lover. Oh, I said love of my love. What's up to Modas McGee? What's happening to you as well? Our brother from uh, RPC Mice is checking in with us this morning as well. 347-850-1272 is that call-in number. Let's continue with the topics and the show. Online radio at its best. President Biden expressed complete support today for the nation's highest-ranking military officer. I have great confidence in General Milley. General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is facing calls from some Republicans to resign after two veteran reporters wrote that in the tumultuous closing days of the Trump presidency, Milley secretly reassured the Chinese we are not going to attack. In their new book, Bob Woodward and Robert Costa say Milley feared that former President Trump had gone into a serious mental decline in the aftermath of the election and might go rogue, launching a strike against China. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Milley did nothing wrong. I can tell you, uh, frequent communication with two countries like Russia and China is not atypical at all for a chairman of the Joint Chiefs. The book, which was published by Simon & Schuster, a division of Viacom CBS, says Milley also warned senior military officials in January not to take orders from anyone unless he was involved. The White House press secretary argued today it's important to consider the timing. The former president was uh, fomenting an insurrection, and there was broad concern from a range of members of his national security team about his behavior and fitness for office. 
Some of that concern, the authors write, came from CIA director Gina Haspel, who they say feared that President Trump might try to strike Iran in his final few days in office. Lord have mercy, Jesus. All right, so new revelations showing how General Mark A. Mulley, the nation's top military officer, quietly maneuvered to check President Donald Trump revealed the lengths that top officials went to prevent potentially rash action. But the disclosures also threatened to thrust the military deeper into the partisan fray, former officials said. A series of dramatic inside-the-room accounts, including one in which the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff promised to alert China's top officer if Trump was preparing to launch an attack, provides new insight into military leaders' response to the previous administration's fraught final period. Oh, boy. Uh, You know, (laughs) where do you start with this? The fact that, you know, listen, John, you're former military, I'm former military. We're talking about the commander-in-chief, and you had people underneath him saying, look, this guy is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and we are going to have to find ways to put fail-safes in just in case this guy decides he wants to blow China off the map. I mean, people – I don't think people realize – what a crisis and the, the serious situation this country was in while that nut was still in the White House. Just, just give us your thoughts, man, from a military perspective, the fact that military leaders had to, you know, check the president. Now, people say that's crazy, but as military service members, one of the things that you are always told is that you have every right in the world to disobey an unlawful order. president of the United States decides Absolutely. that he, Tells you that you need to, you know, you know, launch the nuclear sequence. Is that an unlawful order? Now, give me your thoughts on this, man. You know, it. it, it <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna refrain from calling General Milley a <laughs> a hero because I don't know him like that. Uh, when when he first emerged, uh, for, for my memory is. You know, during the hearings, uh, uh, defending the troops, uh, I, I think that he made a just decision. You know, Donald Trump has always talked about these these special powers that he has that no one knows he has, but it's just the peds, um, you know, and that that's what's interesting here because you've got this book of of, of laws that uh, emergency action. Documents from the for the president that he can literally just you know declare martial law, do whatever he wants to, and as this guy's going through the impeachment, we know that that realistically he's becoming unhinged, and he doesn't see he doesn't see where the the coup attempt was one his responsibility, but then secondly, he didn't see where those those those, those, those terrorists uh, committed any any act, so. To be quite honest with you, for and it's not uncommon. It's just the fact that you typically don't put it in a book, and and you know, author a book. But that just shows how how little regard that he holds for how Donald Trump oversaw democracy. Uh, I think he made a, a wise decision, like you said. The, the 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 truth of the matter is that you don't have to follow a lawful order. 
yeah, you you put on paper that that's the command. That's unlaw- chief, uh, unlawful order. Anything but. <laughs> that's uh, unlawful yeah. order. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, what, what, what did I say? Lawful. Unauthorized order. No, you said lawful. Okay, lawful. I did I say that? I thought I said an un, un, well, maybe I misunderstood. Unlawful. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I have, but uh, an unlawful order. You don't have to follow an unlawful order, and you know, for for him to have communication with 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 China as as they allege, and and, and if he said that, that you know, um, oftentimes military leaders do reassure countries that you know, hey, there's no conflict and stuff. So I don't think he did anything outside the scope of what. Um, Hundreds of other military leaders have. I mean, you've seen General Colin Powell uh, get tossed out there in, in, in you know, dur- during the Iraq uh, war, prior to the Iraq war, as as the face, you know. So these things do happen uh, quite often. And um, like I said, I'm gonna have to read the articles and, and get a little bit better understanding as to specifically. But I do think that uh, he he was within the scope of reason to know that this individual here needed to, to, you know, perhaps start a war in order for him to continue his administration. At least that's what most presidents believe that, you know, people will typically stay with you if you're in a time of conflict. And, you know, we talked about that, that possibility occurring after he actually lost the election in November. You know, we all sat back and said, okay, he's going to do something you know, uh, irrational, and I'm pretty sure that the general, the good general being there with him uh, every day probably saw more, well, obviously he saw a lot more than what we saw, so uh, I applaud him for yeah. doing what, what 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 he did. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he did the right thing. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it's a little unnerving to know that uh, as the president of the United States, you have folks in the military who are trying, who I'm not going to say undermine or trying to undermine your powers. I just think that you had clear heads in place. And I'm glad that there are checks and balances uh, when it comes to things like this, because in my opinion, the president has, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, the president has uh, too much power when it comes to saying whether or not the U.S. can engage in any type of military conflict. I, after what we just been through, I think that it needs to be checked. Vanessa, give me your thoughts on this in the last five minutes we have left on this uh, segment. Um, what do you think about the fact that a military, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, secretly called his counterparts in Russia and China, and not only that, told military leaders that no one Absolutely no one is to act on any orders without him being present. That's almost giving him more power than the president himself. Give me a thoughts on this real quick. You know what, Jay? I'm going to give you my minutes on that because you are military, and I really want to hear more of what you or Johnny B think of this so than me that's a civilian just looking at this stuff on TV. Because I think it's all ludicrous. But so can I get let you just take my few minutes and tell me what you think? Who put up your life and your time to serve this country and to have somebody like that? Tell me what you think. Well, it's interesting. I, once again, I, I am uh, I'm torn because on one end, you know, the bottom line in the military, you're taught to follow orders. You know, 
when people start questioning orders, people can get killed, especially if you are in uh, in some type of campaign or, you know, if you're in some type of conflict. So one of the things that you cannot have is every time you give orders, subordinates questioning it, because then the military, in my opinion, uh, becomes less powerful. But at the same time, you know, like we talked about before, Mr. Elias, we are taught that, you know, we can disobey an unlawful order. And the problem that I have with unlawful order, if the President of the United States says, hey, I want to go to war with China in in an official capacity, how is that unlawful? You may think it's insane, but it's not unlawful if he you know, crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. He has this power. That's why I said I think that maybe those those powers should be checked. And it's unfortunate that we're we're we're, we're even saying this because of this lunatic that we had in the office for uh, the, the past four years. Give me your thoughts on it. Well, isn't it strange that the Republican Party are calling for the the the, uh, the, for the generals here, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't they didn't call for Trump when he when he when he disagreed with uh, Putin about you know about the uh, the soldiers being going after, but they didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't try to get rid of yeah, Trump. Yeah, didn't think about that. Yeah, No, but they didn't disagree when even when he went over there and sat in front of Putin and he disagreed with his own uh, intelligence community, but yet and still they want to get rid of this general because. He, he called somebody and assured them that we're not going to war. But you don't want it. In front of national television, he said, I believe Putin over my, my, own, uh, own, my own intelligence community. He said that. But the, the Republican Party is full of crap, man. That's all I'm listening to nothing they got to say. When they come on, I usually turn the channel because, you know, it's just common sense stuff to me that makes that this is not so common anymore. You know, and I, I agree with the general. I hate to say that, but I, I agree wholeheartedly with him. Hell, if he was in charge and he told me to shoot, I, 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 to shoot off one of the, the, the nuclear bombs, I'd be like, dude, get out of here. Beat it. I'd like a tree and leave. And if you're going to try and do something to me, try it. Beat it. Beat it. You know what's interesting? You, you democracy of the Republican Party. The flag-carrying, uh, NRA card-toting, we love America, God bless America, not one has even voiced any real concerns. The fact that the reports had it that Russia had bounties on American mm-hmm. soldiers' lives, and they mm-hmm. haven't said a damn thing about it. Wait, but they but stand they up in the halls of Congress. Yeah, they stood up in the mm-hmm. halls of Congress saying that the people who protested yesterday, all 300 of them or whatever it was, had the right to do it, that they were wrongfully being prosecuted. These people are maniacs. I, I mean, they, mm-hmm. the crisis on American mm-hmm. soldiers' heads, and they mm-hmm. haven't raised one fuss about it. They no, were tourists. Nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. They didn't nothing. care. They don't nothing. care. No, nothing. Because it, 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 it would have went, went against what Trump was doing. That's not right. a damn thing. Bottom this line. guy with his orange ass walks on the stage and hugs the American flag and kisses it. Every time I see that, I want to throw up in my mouth. He, <laughs> out of any, everybody, oh, my God. 
let me just pull up because I'm about to be ignorant. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's take a break. And I am man, I can, this is ridiculous. I mean, you you think about the hypocrisy of these people. You know, Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. yesterday says, "Well, uh, we're, we're not uh, the federal government should uh, get involved in telling the uh, They're looking for us. They're trying to create a solution for a problem that uh, doesn't exist. They're trying to create a solution for a problem that doesn't exist when it comes to voter rights." But then they're trying to pass laws to stop people from voting when every expert, mm-hmm. including Republicans, said that it was the most secure election in American history. Mm-hmm. Yep. All you uneducated yep. people who are out here not paying attention to the facts, turn off MTV, turn off all this nonsense you watch and pay attention. Creating a solution to a problem that doesn't exist when it comes to the Voting Voting Rights Act, but they want to put in laws to stop people from voting, a voter fraud where there is no proof that there was voter fraud. The hypocrisy has to stop at some point. We're going to step out because I'm about to start cussing. We'll be right back after this. This message comes from NPR sponsor Data IQ, an artificial intelligence platform committed to bringing data-driven decision-making to every industry, every business challenge, and every team. Learn more at dataiq.com. Police in Northport, Florida, say the search for Brian Laundrie will resume this morning. Laundrie is a person of interest in the disappearance of Gabby Petito, his 22-year-old girlfriend, who went missing while the two were on a cross-country trip. The police are searching a large southwest Florida wildlife reserve after Laundrie's parents reported him missing since Tuesday. Texas uh, typically reaps about $80 billion a year in direct travel spending, but like many other states, it's suffering from lagging business travel and conference returns. Texas Public Radio's Paul Flav reports that the surge in coronavirus cases is now costing the state money. A survey out of the American Hotel and Lodging Association this week shows that Texas was on track this year to make about 60% less than in 2019. Now with the Delta variant surge, cities like San Antonio are losing meetings and conferences over concerns about the disease. Texas state leaders have orchestrated months-long attacks on cities and businesses that have tried to implement prevention measures to slow the disease spread. More than 12,000 COVID patients are hospitalized in the state. All that means bad news for travel-related industries that have struggled to make up for a lost year. I'm Paul Flav in San Antonio. Local storm Peter has formed over the Atlantic, the National Hurricane Center in Miami. Says Peter is expected to bring rain to the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico through Tuesday, but no coastal watches or warnings are in effect. Forecasters are also keeping an eye on a separate Atlantic storm system that they expect to become a tropical storm by tomorrow. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. Welcome back in. It is time for State the Case. Uh, we we'll read comments and uh, remarks from the world, our world-famous chat room and from social media, the social media sites that we covered throughout the course of the show. Mr. Elias, man, you have anything you want to add to this segment from the world-famous chat room? I guess he does not. All right, so I tell you what, folks. Uh, hopefully he'll be back in time to add any comments with you guys. I know. You know, I was hoping that we could go one show without that, but Mr. LES, once again, my perfect 
you know, it's like pitching the perfect uh, baseball game, and uh-huh. someone gets a, a uh, here he comes now. It's too late, Mister. Oh, Mister, is anything from the world famous chat room, sir? Yeah, yeah, we got, we got a couple of them. We got, uh, he said, Kavina man said, Steve went totally crazy. Steve is the Fox News for the TGRS radio show. You don't feel bad <laughs> after I get done. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Elias. And once again, you broke up the no-hitter. Thank you, Mr. Elias. Job well done. No problem. All right. No problem. <laughs> Look at him. Then he's going to be smart, too. Smart ass. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Steve is announced. Just peace and blessings, family. The Nicki Minaj segment. This is a tough one because being a man of faith, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. So if there are those who have decided to walk by faith and not by sight, God bless them. But at the same time, God has blessed us with common sense. So all I can say about this particular topic is just pray about it and lay your burdens at the cross. Thank you, Pastor Clarence from Dallas, Texas. Happy belated anniversary to Miss Vanessa and her beauty. Mr. Bobby, there you go. Every Sunday morning, I get up, do my early morning workout, and re-listen to last week's show so I can, so, so, oh, okay, so, so to my man, Johnny D, I hate to do this to you, but you did say to Miss Vanessa to get well. I love you, man, but you said it, my brother, y'all be blessed, <laughs> and best show out there. All right, uh, Clarence. Uh, Brian from San Antonio, once again, thanks for t- Thanks for talking about Haiti. Uh, but I have to say that I'm disappointed in your remarks, Jay, uh-oh, about Nicki Minaj. You were one of the loudest voices out there screaming at Laura England when she told LeBron James to just shut up and dribble. Come on, man. Don't be a hypocrite, Jay. Brian, I'm going to respond to that in my final thoughts. Uh, wow. Sabrina. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Hey, listen, that's cool. All right, Sabrina, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Oh, Sabrina, you're starting to be here a lot. I like that. Good morning, family. I usually agree with the majority of J.D.'s comments, but this morning I find myself somewhat conflicted. I think Joy Reid's comments were spontaneous, not planned. I'm pretty sure if she had it to do all over again, her approach would be different. But make no mistake, in her response back to Joy, Nikki posted offensive comments Joy Reid had said in the past, so the moral of the story is those who live in a glass house should not throw stones. Um, and, oh boy, uh, here's Carl from Who's Houston, Texas. Huh? I was trying to hear what you said about the glass house and throwing stones. I was getting in the car. What'd you say? Oh, okay, let me reread it for you. Okay, it says, good morning, family. I usually agree with the majority of J.D.'s comments, but this morning I find myself somewhat conflicted. I think Joy Reid's comments were spontaneous, not planned. I'm pretty sure if she had it to do all over again, her approach would have been different. But make no mistake, in her response, Nikki posted offensive comments Joy Reid had said in the past. So the moral of the story is those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, and so here's... One more. We have time for one more. Carl said uh, from Texas, from Houston, Texas. Says, there she goes again. If your house is burning down, or if unarmed, if armed people enter your home, you flee and call nine one one. How would you How would you like it if they told you to turn around and go back in the house? SMA. Let me read that again. There she goes again. If your house is burning down, or if armed people enter your home, you flee and call nine one one. How would you like it? If they told you to turn around and go back in the house, SMH, I think that's a comment directed towards you, Vanessa. All right. With, yeah, but with what that, we're talking oh. about that, wait, 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 wait. So what is, what's the comment about 
go back in the house and if I can catch it, uh, I'm talking hey, about it. Hey, somebody's trying to leave that country. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, 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 I was trying to leave that country. Let me get this going. Let me get this going. All right, so now it's time for our final thoughts. Vanessa, <laughs> would you like to repeat what you just said? My final thought is open up all the borders. Let everybody come over here. Oh, I don't God. work anymore. So I don't have to sit there and pay for all of those people. But those of you who work and pay taxes, you do. So open up all the borders and let everybody everybody in and hopefully it will make everybody happy so that's my comment to you who said something about me okay so just y'all pay for them bring them all over here give them food stamps give them social security checks do take care of all of them i don't care now y'all have a good week i won't be here next sunday because i will be cruising the river to cabo and puerto Vallarta. so y'all have a good week <laughs> Okay, well, that's a love you, girl. <laughs> Boy, she is hot. Okay, Johnny. <laughs> she is hot. She is hot. Now, now, I, Jay, I, I'm gonna say a couple of things because I, I think we got a little time for me to explore. So, if I misspoke on last week. Um, and wishing Miss Vanessa and and Mr. Bobby well wishes, um, then slip of the tongue. Uh, Should have been be well. Should have been be well last week, but this week I'm gonna say get well, Miss Vanessa, because you is hot and you mad. Miss wow. Vanessa, now, now, now the way that you just rolled off, the way that you just rolled off your final comments, you done dropped the mic, and and and, and I'm scared to pick it up. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, like I say, that, that 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 that's why my mother loves Miss Vanessa because she says she just give it raw and she keep it real. Um, want to shout out to 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 to, to, to Modez McGee. Uh, Thirty uh, some years, Mo. Uh, like they've been knowing that guy for a long time, and 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 if you've ever seen a a, a, a Mississippi Detroit hustler, it, it is Mo Des <laughs> McGee, definitely. And Mo, just just want to say that I, I love you guys to no end. And uh, honestly, like I say, I, I appreciate the the the, uh, the commentary. Uh, like I say, I, I won't ever apologize or try to justify um, but I did obviously misspeak misspoke last week when I if I when I said get well so I don't, I don't refute what they said uh, like I said that was a slip of the tongue uh, like I said Miss Vanessa and, and Mr. Bobby a uh, favorite couple and uh, like I say love them but we love you, you know as, as, as we absolutely <laughs> definitely and uh, as, as we go off into this week right here like I say uh, again Folks, I appreciate the opportunity to to be part of of, of the show and to be able to come into the, to, to everyone's homes and and just give give commentary, man. Like I say, I look forward to this every week. You know, I have a a, a charged up week and it's you know top to bottom. But this is those two hours where I get an opportunity to 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 really feel some some um, 
some some liberation and like I said it's a liberating show and it's also like I say inspired me to get out and be more engaged and more active in the community and that's what it's about you know we so we we do more than just the conversation piece it, it we get out there and we do some things for the neighborhood and the community and this is part of it so again God bless you and thank you and and, and I love you all for an opportunity to to do what we do Appreciate you, my brother. Mr. Elias, first and last word. Final thoughts, Mr. Elias. Well, first and foremost, I would like for the, for the uh, TGRS radio family to, uh, I'd like for you to pray for my brother, Eugene. Uh, he was in the hospital. He had a stroke, and oh, he's boy. not doing well right now. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. That's, that's why I was, you know, wasn't able to, to, to take your call, Jake, because the hospital called me, someone in their contact. Oh, wow. So, um, Wow. Yeah, he's he's uh, he he was on a ventilator. They took him off the ventilator this morning. He's got slow mm. speech. He was bleeding from the brain. So, folks, please, you know, keep my brother in your prayers. You know, that's all I got. Did he say right, yes? Yeah, yeah, yes, a- absolutely, wow. Les. Um, yeah, prayers for you, man. I'm going to church now, and I'm going to lay down some prayers for him, Les. I'm going to church now, and I will. My final thoughts are uh, directed at Brian's comments uh, about me being a hypocrite. I'm not a hypocrite, Brian. The bottom line is that I've always said that if you are playing on that side of the tracks and you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing, by all means, do your thing. You know, what Laura Ingram was talking about was LeBron James. LeBron James is very active as far as trying to do the best for his people, and I applaud him for that. But when people like Nicki Minaj and, you know, uh, Solomon the God and all these guys, people running them, every presidential candidate randing them for their approval, the hell with them, all right? Bottom line is, is that Talk to people that know what the hell they're talking about. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm going to leave it at that because this is just maddening. And I don't know. It's just maddening to me. So anyway, appreciate your comments, and it is what it is. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Man, thinking about you and thinking about Gene, we'll talk after the show. For everyone else, take care, be blessed, and remember, put your mask on. So for Johnny D, for Vanessa, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful work week. This is Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week if it's God's will. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.